Watching my fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Yes, yes, it's me. It's me. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Oh, I know. Me. Me. Keep clapping. How would we know how happy you are if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen, and I literally just got home. So I'm all over the place right now, just making sure that the stream is up and the show is actually running, because that's an important thing that I'm not just talking to myself, which let's see, I am, am I talking to myself? Nope. I'm talking to other people. Hey, how you doing? I'm Spike Cohen. Welcome to my fellow Americans on this beautiful Wednesday, the 15th of May. This year is almost halfway over. I am horrified by that. But I'm glad you're here with me. And I'm happy to have you with me tonight. This is a Muddied Waters Media production. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We are on Anchor.fm. More on that later. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Periscope. We're on iTunes, Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. We're on a ton of other things. Go find us everywhere. Listen to Don't listen to them all at once. Find the one you like the most and listen to that one. Preferably one that makes us money, but really just just pick one that you like. Uh, we really like if you join us on Anchor FM, Anchor FM uh, slash Muddy Waters Media because we make the most money if you join us there. So check us out there. So glad to have you tonight. Uh, be sure to share this video. Give the gift of Spike Cohen to your closest several hundred Facebook friends or YouTube followers or however you're viewing us right now. Be sure to let them know that they are missing an anarchist podcast. At like 9.40 in the evening, they're trying to enjoy some time with their families. Don't do that. Don't don't let them do that. Don't let them ruin their evening like that. Be sure to share the gift of Spike Cohen. They will. Kids love it. I'd like to thank Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water that I drink on this and almost every episode of My Fellow Americans. There were a couple that I drank. Uh, Zephyr Hills water. But I'm not drinking Zephyr Hills water. I'm drinking Kroger. Bulavanaka. The intro and outro music that I play on this and every single episode of My Fellow Americans comes from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Go to his Facebook. Go to his SoundCloud. Go to his Bandcamp. It's like joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. It's like 10 bucks. You will love it. All of his songs. Each song literally better than the previous song. And it doesn't matter how what order you play it in. It's that good. So be sure to check that out. Thank you to uh, Mr. Joe Dobby for that. As always, shout out to Tehran Turks and Mominum. Uh, guys, 
this is when I would usually read about my next guest, but I'm not going to do that because I don't have any notes about him. But I know a lot about him. My next guest uh, is uh, the host of the Lou Sander Show. Uh, he also is uh, promoting an upcoming uh, festival that he has every year called the uh, Peace Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival in Fester Festival. Yes, Fest Festival, whatever you want to call it. Midwest Peace and Liberty Gathering in uh, Delton, Michigan. He has that. It's going to be June of this year. I don't know the date even. That is how rough that he uh, is. One of the people that when I was transitioning into being an anarchist, that when I would have sort of lingering doubts or questions, he was one of the people I bounced stuff off of. Uh, and uh, he has made me the smug, arrogant, and yet aestheticly pleasing anarcho-capitalist that you see before you. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, please welcome my guest, my friend and yours, Mr. Lou Sander. Lou, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, and you're welcome for my service. I was glad that I could exercise those demons from you. You did. You actually fought for my freedom. And and that that was a uh, you didn't have to fight hard, you you uh, engaged in late night messaging for my freedom. So I appreciate you yeah. for that. Well, you're very welcome. So it's it's always a pleasure to be able to reach the reachable. And thanks for not kicking and screaming and spitting pea soup on me as I was giving prayers of anarchy for you. Well, you weren't you weren't Ca- close enough for me to actually cast- reach you. So casting the demons out. Right, exactly, exactly. So, guys, uh, be sure to comment with any questions or uh, thoughts that you have uh, for me and Lou, and we will tell you if you are right or wrong. Now, Lou, before we get started about the the uh, the, I I am used to having notes. Before we get used to the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival, uh, before we start talking about that, uh, I just want to ask you because I don't think I really we talked about this before. When was because I like when you looking back at your old posts when you were a constitutionalist and you would say things like, you know, everything we need is right there in the Constitution. <laughs> what was it that thought, actually? Go ahead. I thought that disappeared when I got permazucked because I, I had a post like that and that was from back around 2010, 2011. Yeah. So I, I, I what I was doing was I was parrot phrasing. So parrots aren't real smart. They can't carry on conversations. All they can do is repeat stuff. And quite frankly, most of the people, as far as their political stances go, they don't have any hardcore beliefs. They have stuff that their tribe says and that they repeat. Ah, like follow the Constitution? Yes. We don't need more laws. We already have a great law. It's called the Constitution. And it's it's got all the vitamins and minerals in it that we need. It's got all the restraints. It it, it does it does what we need it to do and blah blah blah. So really what got me out of that was uh one I read the Constitution. That's and a big, interesting That was a big is, one. When I read when I didn't just read the Bill of Rights, but I actually read the first what is it, seven articles, I thought, oh wow, this is not it's not very free to me at all. Yeah, well the, m- most of the self-proclaimed constitutionalists out there and, and I can't even tell you how many I've run into that admit that they've never read the Constitution. You know, they they like no. the idea of it, they like what it envisions. And some of them, I, maybe they tried to read it, and they went through like the the first seven. You know, they they went into the into the uh, what, it's not the uh, preamble. I was going to say the yeah. prologue. Yeah, 
yeah, fictional book, fictional writing has prologues. So anyway, <laughs> so, so, prologue, so they yeah. go into they go to the preamble and they say, "We the people." Oh, that means that we did it collectively, jointly, together. Yeah, you know, it, it was never we the people because, well, none of us were alive back then and all that other stuff. So once you get past that being nonsense, and then also I, I learned, I, I I read some things that were critical of the Constitution, and I learned that. You know, much to my surprise that the Constitution wasn't something that they came out of the hall, the, the, the convention hall in 1787 for the for the coup, for the conservative counter-revolution. And people cheered and all this other stuff. And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and then some lady says to, to Franklin, well, what form of government have you given us, sir? Yeah. A republic, if you can keep it. If you can keep it. And. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, there's no actual evidence that he said that, and there's no mention of it until like several years later. And the person who who really made it popular claims that he heard it, but nobody had ever said anything about it for like the first fifty years or whatever. But there's no one mentioned it. So and my, like, I remember fifty years ago. So that's fanfic. Yeah, so it's I, it's it's it's, it's uh, founding father fanfic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the it's the religiosity that goes along with with statism. It's it, it it's like the 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 high school reputation because there's always a girl that had to move away because she did something embarrassing that involved going to the doctor to have it removed and and because she'd moved away, everybody just said, "Oh, well, that's what happened." You know, w- whether it did or not, and it it probably didn't, but. I mean, the bottom line is people make stuff up, and 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 legends are are born. I like you equating the founding of the Constitution with an abortion. I I actually, I think I might use that in the future. That's a actually, uh, I wasn't I wasn't thinking abortion. I was I was thinking of well, I'll I'll tell you afterwards. But it's it's (laughs) it's 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 much more disgusting. Okay, all right. Well then, then I'll just keep thinking abortion for now. Uh, We get a comment. uh, Justin Turner says, "Will will the country ever come together and realize that you and I are the right ones?" One would hope, but 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 no, we'd hope. I won't even but realize also, that. I know. <laughs> Let's start with the guest. Let's start with making the guest realize that I'm right. One th- one step at a time. Once we get the guest, we can do the, the first up the guest, and then the, then we go on to the world from there. So, um, yeah, I I I'm I'm where you were. I um, the more I, it was people like you that were saying, "Have you read the Constitution?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I have." All ten amendments, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what happens is somebody will will go and they'll they'll get the Constitution and they'll be reading the preamble. We the people to make the more perfect union. Right, blah, right, blah, blah. right. Hey, right. that sounds pretty good. And then they start yes. getting an article. General one. welfare. Well, they, they they start getting an article one is not really exciting, so they're like, uh, I'm going to skip us. I'm going to skip ahead and see how this see if it gets any better. So right. they're going through Article One, and they're not even at Article One, Section Eight yet, where it says that that uh, the Congress has the power of unlimited taxation, national debt, interfering with com- commerce, making all laws necessary and proper to ensure a proper welfare state. Right. So they they, they they don't go through that. They they just look at Article One and they're like, eh, too long, didn't read, and they yeah. jump over yeah, the bill rights. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, let's yeah, get to that Second Amendment, yeah. man. Yeah, the, so, so yeah. but and, not, and, but not and too the, much Second Amendment because that would be reckless. Well, you know, you're going to have a Second Amendment. You have to do it the legal way. 
Um, the right. uh, th- then there's the <laughs> so then there's of course the habeas corpus clause, which basically says government can suspend habeas corpus if oh, uh, yes. and it gives all this weasel wording for all the different reason ways that it can kidnap uh, and and murder you without even having a stated reason, as long as it's at a, during a time of war, or rebellion, or crisis, or and, and then it even leaves. Any any conditions that may require it, meaning like if the government decides that the government needs to do this to you, that's fine. Which is why the uh, the NDAAs that you know allowed Obama and now Trump to uh, indefinitely hold American citizens without a warrant, it was ruled constitutional, right? Because it is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it comes from Article One, Section Nine, Clause Two. So the Congress has the power to suspend the privilege, not the right, the privilege, the privilege. of habeas corpus. Yep. In in time of the foreign invasion or domestic rebellion, whenever the public safety may require it, may and require I, it. I, yeah, I'm I'm not using notes either here. So who who is it that? But I, I'm pretty darn close. I may have been off yeah, by yeah, like a yeah. comma or something like that. May so, require it's the big part. Yeah. So who? <laughs> Who determines that it's a rebellion? So Congress has the power to determine that that there, there is a rebellion. So if, if people try to alter or abolish the form of government when it becomes tyrannical, right. you know, like from the Declaration of Independence, if, if they try to do that, then that's considered a rebellion. And in that case, the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus gets, can be suspended. Right. So all it takes is the interpretation of Congress critters to say, yep, we're at a point to where we need to do this because public safety. Like literally so that's if, all. If you, it, and the oversight is from them. So it's sort of like when, yeah. you know, the police kill someone and then the police get together and decide that the police really needed to kill that guy. And it just, you know, couldn't be avoided. It just said, you know, he feared for yeah, his we, life. It's the exact same thing. We, it's the you, same oversight. Whenever you see the, a picture of the Supreme Court, you should just have the caption, the government investigated itself and found that it did nothing wrong. <laughs> or so the, or they'll sometimes throw us a bone and go, you know that thing that happened 50 years ago? We're super sorry about that. And here's some money that we're going to rob from you and give back to the survivors to make up for it. Aren't we great and progressive? But like in terms of what's happening right now, they're like, no, no, no. That's all fine, and and we're gonna lock up anyone who's even you know leaking that this is happening mm-hmm. because of course it's fine. It's fine, but we also don't want you to know, and and uh, you know we'll cage anyone who tries to kidnap anyone that tries to tell you. So, um, so and, yeah. And, so, and, go ahead. And of course, Joe Patriot that thinks with his flag instead of his brain, he'll he'll say something like, "Well, our government would never do that, or our military would never would never take up arms against the citizenry." And then when you point out that they did that to their fellow veterans during the bonus army protests. And as a matter of fact, who was that? Oh, General MacArthur was part of that. And not Eisenhower. I think Patton was involved. So they'll say that our military would never do that. You point out that, that they did it. And then reflexively without even a thought, they'll say, well, that was different or uh, they, they probably had a good reason for it. So, so, so they would say that quicker than I did. <laughs> that wasn't real constitutionalism. Yeah, that wasn't real. So, the army not doing that. Yeah. So, so really, when you look at when you look at the Constitution, and you, everybody has this cartoon version of it that they're just repeating that it's this thing about freedom. And if if you read the seven articles, you don't see a lot of freedom in there. You have the ten amendments that were a pacifier to keep 
the anti-federalists and, and pretty much the general population from from launching a second American revolution and right. putting down the coup. So I, as a matter of fact, the, the, the constitution was so unpopular had it gone to a vote across the country had, had we, the people decided on it with the, with a ballot, it would have got killed big time. The only place that went to a vote of the plebiscite, meaning the general voting public was in the state of Rhode Island, Rhode Island, where it was killed 11 to one. They didn't mention that in social studies. No. And no, they told you that CO2, a.k.a. plant food, is bad. But the Rhode Island was also the last state to join the union, and they basically did it. Uh, Don Hamiltoni basically told them, eh, you're going to join our little association here, or or it might be a shame if your windows got broken out or your place got put on fire. Be a shame if something was to happen to this place, yeah. Yeah, so basically they got threatened into it, you know, because domestic security or some crap. But if you if you just look at the difference in the in the language that's used, the 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 conservative counter revolution says that in, in times of rebellion, the military may be used to put down rebellion. It, it it also defines that rebellion as it can define it as treason. Uh, it says that those people don't deserve a trial or to have their grievances heard even yep. though you know they got that stupid first amendment but the language of the declaration of independence the radicals decided that it, when a government government becomes tyrannical it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it so just just look at the difference there well and i mean these are the same i mean everyone loves the tree of liberty quote unless it's actually applied to police officers or you know uh, you know, for anyone who actually would tread on you, um, you know, as you long know as it's being used against, that? what's that? Do you know the origins of that quote? The the tree, and for those who don't know, the, the the tree of liberty it says the tree of liberty uh, should be for, refreshed from time to time. Again, no notes. Refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Uh, it's its natural fertilizer or something like that. Meaning, sometimes liberty will have to be refreshed by killing people that are trying to keep you from being free. Anyway, go ahead with the. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know the background now. I don't remember who the letter was to, but uh, Jefferson was in f- France at the time as an ambassador. And so no, most of you constitution lickers, Jefferson was not a part of the constitutional convention, the writing of it or any of that crap because he was out of the country. Had he been in the country, he probably would have talked to people into, into burning the conspirators. But anyhow, <laughs> so... He, he was he was awaiting his copy of the Constitution. He had not seen it yet. And he says, well, I'm, I'm sure that there are probably some good parts in there, but I'm sure that there are also some really bad ones. And the reason for the Constitution, the, the reason that the conservatives said that they needed a, a, a new central government was because of Shea's so-called rebellion. I, the, the the amount of violence that that happened in Shay's rebellion, I and mean, even on both sides, I think the I think the death toll was lower than after like most major sporting championship games. <laughs> so, so I mean, there, there, there's much less destruction than when when a Detroit sports team wins a championship, excluding the Lions because they don't win championships. So I was going to no say, I was going to say, it, it, do we have any recent empirical evidence for this? Um, yeah. Well, the, the Tigers did pretty good. Uh, the the Red Wings were very good for quite a long time, and the Pistons were pretty good too. They had some back to back stuff, but anyway, so you didn't 
what you had was you had a lot of protesting and about all that was going on was they were going into these court proceedings where property was being foreclosed upon and they were disrupting the proceedings. So they were uh, shouting, shouting people down. They were also uh, calling for points of order and stuff like that. So they're, they're, they're trying to be heard and, and they were nonviolent about it. But the thing is the, the Massachusetts state government tried to, expedite the the payment of the war debt so they wanted an accelerated repayment of it but they also wanted it to be paid in species so it had to be in silver now out in the western frontier there was no sir, silver available and they should have been asking for moon rocks or, or unicorn tusks right because right, right. It, it just didn't exist so what you had was a, a clear case of of taxation without representation because the, the people out in the frontier they weren't being represented Right. You know, they were getting trounced on by by Boston, where the where the majority of the population was. You know, they it, it was it was it's just like any big city that dominates a a mostly rural state. Right. 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 But they they weren't even protesting against paying taxes. They were protesting it against the provisions of it. So I mean, it's not like there were a bunch of anarchists out there saying taxation is theft and and you know alter and abolish you guys. No, they None were just stuff. they were just saying we can't pay you. Like, let us pay you in right. a way that we could. You know, we can give you. Uh, I don't know, buffalo pelts or you know something like that. Like, there's not. I mean, what, what did they have gold out there yet, or that was before the the gold strikes? Uh, I, well, gold was in the new world for quite a long time. Whether right. whether it was circulated in, in really large amounts back right. then, I don't I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. But how they obviously had some medium to trade with, so why not accept that? Because they didn't want that in Boston. So yeah, well the the thing is they couldn't use uh, like the 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 script that was that was being used. So I, in a lot of cases they were bartering and 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 just like with uh, the whiskey rebellion, uh, there was a shortage of specie out in out in Western Pennsylvania, and whiskey was used as a currency. Right, and you got to remember it wasn't for most of probably a good portion of the 1800s there wasn't an actual real currency i don't right think. a u.s dollar right 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 so and that's that's something that came about later I, you had the greenbacks that were pretty short-lived you had the continental that was that made the zimbabwe dollar look like nothing but the but the big thing is i i, I just started learning a little bit about history i learned a lot about economics and also, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been several years since I've been engaged in the political process, but I worked on a congressional campaign. And when I joined that campaign, I says, well, holy cow, I guess I'm just going to have to read this Constitution through and through. And and I was one of those guys, I, I started reading it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm falling asleep here. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. You know, but I, I forced myself to read all the junk that's in there, and it's like, where's where's all this liberty people are talking about right so exactly. obviously obviously it's the people that have only read the bill of rights and they just assume that everything else is chock full of good goodness but i mean, the north korean constitution has a bill of rights in it yeah I mean, chapter five is their fundamental rights and duties yeah. article 67 guarantees freedom of speech the press assembly uh political demonstration and and says that the state has to has to allow pe- everybody into the political process, and Article sixty eight is freedom of religion. So, I, between those two articles, you got the you got the First Amendment. <laughs> I remember reading. I, maybe it was you that sent it to me. Someone sent me a list of 
a link to the the North Korean Constitution, their part with with their human rights section mean. or whatever they call it. Yeah, it was probably you. Um, <laughs> someone, you were someone like one of you people. Fundamental. Um, and it was like <laughs> what do you mean, you reading people? it. You know, you upper upper uh, upper peninsula people. <laughs> uh, you you Southern Canadians. Um, but uh, I read it and I'm like. This actually, in many ways, sounds better than the Bill of Rights, which just shows how worthless it is. Like you have people that are eating tree bark to survive, and if they try to leave, they get shot. But you know, but they got this piece of paper that says that uh, whether they're even allowed to read it or not, that says they have all these rights guaranteed by the government. Um, you know, I guess they're just not doing it right. It's not real North yeah. Korean. Uh, it's not real. Not real constitution. Yeah. Not real constitution. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So that's. So that's interesting. So. So you did the congressional campaign, read the Constitution, and then you're like, okay, this is, I don't think I agree with this. Well, it was a little bit more than that. Uh, the, the the candidate was co-opted, bef- I think, before he had, he had even won the uh, primary. I think, I think he was oh, definitely wow. co-opted before he even won the election. Uh, he was John Boehner's smoking buddy early on. Before the election had even happened. Oh, okay. So so I watched this guy just basically go from Anakin to Darth. And he was one of these Ron, Call, Ron Paul guys. But but like a lot of the Ron Paul candidates, he was he was more saying what he, he needed to say. And it wasn't right. an actual reflection of true conviction. It was, well, I believe this. You know, freedom is important so long as it's done legally and so long as it doesn't interfere with with the safety of others and blah, 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 right. just all the nonsense that goes along with it. So yeah. after he won, I, I got the job offer and rather than joining up, I says, I'm going to have to respectfully decline. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. See ya. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, so the, uh, the Midwest peace and Liberty festival, which I've had done a terrible job so far promoting, mostly because i like literally i came in i put i had gotten some fish from the store i threw that into the freezer and then ran in here and started setting stuff up i've had no time so uh we but we do have thankfully we have a uh a clip to a uh an ad that you've done uh audio clip that i'm going to play now for the midwest peace and liberty festival and then you can we can talk all about it so here we go it is your right your duty and your privilege to attend the 7th Annual Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest held at the Circle Pine Center in Delton, Michigan, just outside of Kalamazoo, from Thursday, June 20th to Monday, June 24th. This is the most important Liberty Fest of our lifetimes. This is both an adult and family-friendly camping (laughs) event. There will be all sorts of outdoor activities, games, discussions, and bacon. Lots of bacon. Scheduled speakers will include C.J. Kilmer of the Dangerous History Podcast, and Brett Vinat from School Sucks. Make sure your voice is heard by rounding up your friends and family and getting them registered today at mplfest.org. That's Mike, Papa, Lima, Fest.org. Dogs welcome, longer leashes recommended, and a vote for Anarchon is really a vote for Agorafest. So, I like the references to most important of our lifetime and round up your friends and register them. Because mm-hmm. you got to do... If you're gonna If you're going to go to the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival... Get in line and go through the process, like our found, like our like <laughs> coming our ancestors. Coming through the front door. <laughs> Come in through the front door. We have a wall with a beautiful door. Come through that and let's see your papers. 
Um, so tell me about because I I this is the is it nineteenth annual? No, this is the seventh. Oh, seventh annual. Uh, sorry. So you've you've had a few of these. Tell 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 us about how did this get started? Like what what got you started with the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival? Oh gosh, this is really a it's it's almost storybook to tell it and, and its origin started out before I became involved with the group, but there were a handful of people that they were the, the early membership of the Michigan peace and Liberty coalition. And they were sitting around together in like January or February of, I think 2013, uh, in somebody's living room, huddling for warmth and everything because it's Michigan. And they're saying, they're saying, you know what? We should go camping this summer. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And they talked about it a little bit, and eventually they're like, well, you know what? Let's let's invite a bunch of people. Let's get as many people as we can. And it got turned into a Facebook event. And I was, at, at this time, I was a pretty much newly minted anarchist, still trying to find out where I was and everything. And I wasn't even a radio show host yet. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even a blogger yet. I think I was the... I was the uh, admin for the Freedom Fiends Facebook page. So oh, wow. basically, yeah. So basically, I would post memes and then sweep up after they did the shows. So anyway, you were what what Matt and I need and Jason need for for muddied waters, just like a lackey. Like, please do this because because we don't feel like doing this. Yeah, my lackey time is is in the past. I'm, no, no, I didn't mean you. I meant yeah. we, but we need. We call. Oh, we, oh yeah. We, we need someone like. No, I didn't mean you should do this for us. I'm saying we need someone like that. So if anyone well, out there would like to be a lackey, unpaid also unpaid lackey, um, be sure to hit us up in the in the slide into our messages, and uh, we will we will hook you up immediately. So the way, yeah. Well, what you just did, uh, I, I heard an advertisement on the on the Freedom Fiends for an unpaid. Facebook admin and I'd never admined any pages before, but I'm like, I listen, I listen to the podcast and, and I've got a pretty good meme stash. I could do right, this. Right. So I, I sent Michael a message and, and he got me set up on there and I, I started making posts and everything else. And, and I basically t- took ownership of, of the freedom fiends page. Mm. So I would, I would promote shows and everything else and, right. and also post stuff that I wanted to post, but it, it it worked out pretty good. So they they did what they called fiend sourcing. So they, they they made a call to action to their to their listeners. I answered the call, and eventually Michael asked me if I wanted to be a blogger. And I was pretty popular. Uh, my satire posts were the best ones. So uh, I, I did a little bit of that, and I also did a little bit of lib- libertarian stuff. And then eventually, when the first Midwest Peace of Liberty Fest happened, I did. Uh, part of the live report, the Fiend in the Field report. So oh, okay. Ben so Ben Stone, the bad Quaker of badquaker.com, he came up with his wife and, and, and his dog and solving mysteries along the way. And we did a broadcast for Ben's camper. So we we, we, we called into the Freedom Fiends and, and did a little broadcast on there, live from the event. Cool, cool. So that was the first year. Yeah, and then later... A couple months later, I think it was, Michael sent me a microphone and said, here, do something with this. And and I wound up, I, I wound up uh, doing, my, doing my own show 
or uh, going on going on the freedom feeds and then now i have my own show the the lou sanders show that i'm the absentee landlord of because i haven't put out any episodes in a while i haven't well, done much of anything but you, you put up the the ad for the festival so why well, also last posted, month well i also posted some guest appearances too but anyhow that's true that's true so Going back to the original story of how of how we got started, so I see I see this post. I'm I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm like, oh man, I, I wonder if these anarchists out there on Facebook are real or if they're just like government agents trolling and trying to bust me, you know? Because I mean, there's there's an awful lot of government agents out there just looking for me. <laughs> so just anyway, you, yeah, just to yeah. bust you, yeah, yeah. Because I've been a libertarian for like a whole thirty minutes now, so it's they were onto me at like. 29 minutes ago <laughs> but anyway so I, I i see this event and i and i'm like hey this is pretty cool because a a, a, page, a somewhat local page had shared it so i, I clicked yes i'm going i posted in there i says this sounds great i can't wait to go i'm so excited blah, blah you know stuff like that and a couple minutes later i got friend requests from a couple of the organizers who were also founders of the Michigan Peace and Liberty Coalition and i got invited out to some of the meetups so they'd have like at least one, sometimes two monthly meetups and just discuss what about the roads and, and all the, all these different subjects, but Somalia, it was also moving to Somalia. Yeah. But it was also, okay, what can we do to get more freedom? Uh, one guy was doing a presentation on Bitcoin. That was the first meetup I went to and Bitcoin was still pretty new at the time. So mo- most of the people there didn't know a whole lot about it, but this guy was out on, out in front on it. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I got a chance to meet these these people that I was Facebook friends with, but I'd never met in real life before. And it was really a good time. But like the first meetup I was invited to, uh, I, I, I missed it. I, I may have had some stuff going on, but I, I may have been a little bit lazy. And to be honest, when, 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 I, heard, when I heard about the fest, I said, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. But I probably would have backed out because a lot of people, they, they get really excited about an idea of doing something, but when it comes time to do it, like go camping for a weekend and having fun, for some reason they, they get a little bit funky and they, they back out of it. They find excuses not to do these things. And then they complain that there's nothing to do. Cause so they're, 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 they're anarcho-agoraphobists, right? Like they're, <laughs> you mean outside with people no i'm i'm okay i'll stay here <laughs> well it's it is it, it, not it's not just anarchist said this is really a common trend among people that they they always find a reason to back out of stuff at the last minute so it is is like when there's a facebook event and you see 1000 people have have answered that yes they're going you know right. that basically 100 might show up right 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 so and, and, and quite frankly, I would have found some. I probably would have found some BS excuse not to go. But by that time, I was so involved with the group because I mean, we were getting together like almost every weekend and doing stuff. So I, we'd have our meetups, but we'd also have campouts in people's backyards. And what I really liked about it was you had this this family environment, and it was it was all based on the principles of anarchism. So. And bacon. And bacon. Lots and of bacon. bacon. So this year's, uh, I was going to call it the Bacon Fest. Well, we can call it the Bacon Fest. The Midwest Bacon and Bacon Fest. Um, so besides the bacon, which, by the way, we're, we're not joking when we say that there is an ungodly amount of pork products being consumed, meat in general, uh, being consumed at these things with the uh, the uh, fully, what is it, full capacity assault kitchen? Yes, yes. It's, it's, got, it's got the bump stock. It's got the shoulder thing that goes up. 
it's, to make it real murdery. Um, they they said a magazine release. Yeah. <laughs> so besides the bacon, uh, tell us about what's going to be at this uh, at this uh, festival this year. I, there was some mention of the school sucks guy, which I thought was funny. Uh, but but tell us some of the speakers and things. Tell us about what's going on at this festival. Are you familiar with School Sucks? I've heard of it, but I've never. Is it like SchoolSucks.com? Uh, school sex, school sex project. Uh, people don't use web addresses anymore. They just basically do they Google just, searches. Yeah. So right. if, if you put in school sex podcast or school sucks project, uh, Brett's Brett's story is pretty interesting. He went to school to become a teacher and he went through school and, and I think he may have done a year or two of actual teaching, but he got a look at what was going on in the schools. And then he was also a big fan of uh, John Taylor Gatto. So Gatto was the guy that spent 30 some years in the New York public school system, right. uh, teacher of the year a couple times. And he basically blew the whistle on how it's just a big giant indoctrination program. Yeah. It's a big mess. Right. Yeah. Well, not so much the indoctrination, but the, but the, but the crappy education that, that kids get out of it. Right. So, Brett, he he left being he left like regular teaching and got involved in in other types of things. So I, I think he did some tutoring, and but he also launched a school sucks project, and it's about alternatives to the mainline school system. Because I mean, even the even the private schools and in the parochial schools, they still follow a lot of the government model. So oh I, yeah, well, well, and 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 even if they're not using you know the federal no child left behind standard or whatever, they're still using the Prussian school model that to, to, that was designed to make you know factory workers and soldiers. Like, I mean, it's not a it's not a a, a model for people to expand their their minds and horizons. It's, it's about teaching them to become compliant and you know Pavlov's dogs responses to bells and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it a school's a school, uh, you know, unless you're talking like a Montessori or one of these other where they're, they're using a completely different model. Schools are schools. Yeah. They, they want, they want people that are smart enough to pull the trigger, but not, but not smart enough to ask why to ask why. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, 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 so th- I, that's his story in a nutshell. So if, if you go to school sucks podcast and, and listen to that, there's a lot of great stuff on there. I, I, I've barely caught a drop in the bucket of it, but I, there's some really good stuff on there. And, and Brett has, some pretty good conversations with people. As a matter of fact, there was one that I've been meaning to get around to listening to one series they did on procrastination. And well, you know, I, I, I seriously, I, I seriously do want to listen to it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. He's, he did one about uh, echinacea, but I just keep forgetting to anyway. Um, I hate that. That I, okay. Um, anyway, so, uh, cool. So, it, and so, uh, who? So, what are the other types of people that are that are going to be on there? Who else do you have booked for? for okay, so there? so we have Prof. CJ, and CJ is from the Dangerous History, Dangerous History podcast, mm-hmm. and I love that that podcast. That is that is one that I uh, subscribe to. So I, I I'm I'm subscribed to his email list, so I get an email when his shows come out. And I download them and I listen to them. And I, I don't think there's more than just a couple shows that I've listened to only once. I think most of them I've gone through and listened to several times. Uh, as a matter of fact, his 
his series on the war for American independence and then also revolutionary aftershocks talking about the, uh, about the response to Shay's so-called rebellion. Oh yeah. Going back to that. Uh, so Sam Adams, Mr. Freedom, he, uh, he threw a fit, a fit over Shay's rebellion. He's like, it's okay to rebel against a King, but if you rebel against a Republic, then you need to have your balls shaved. Right. That's, that's uh, the reason. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he he went uber status on there. So, yeah, so when uh, uh, in, in that letter they referenced Shay's Rebellion and, and how people were throwing throwing a hissy fit and a panic saying that America has devolved into anarchy, eek, you know, because some people had a complaint over taxes. Right, right, <laughs> right, because that and wasn't so what had- started the whole thing in the first place. Yeah, so yeah, the conservative counter-revolution that was, and, and the states were actually behind this because what what they got out of this was before they had to put down their own rebellions. So by coming up with a centralized power, yes, they ceded some of their power, but they also got the uh, federal military to go and put down rebellions for them to help them out. Oh, wow. and, and, and also, do, I mean, they would do some of the dirty work. So it's like when um, when the whiskey rebellion happened, and the largest distiller of whiskey, or one of the largest distillers at the very least, George Washington. Now, when 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 it, when they had that twenty five percent whiskey tax, and he sent thirteen thousand troops into Western Pennsylvania. By the way, thirteen thousand troops is more than he ever had under his direct control as the commander in chief of the of the Continental Army. But anyway, when he sent yeah. them, when he sent them into Western Pennsylvania to put down one of the smaller of the whiskey protests, whiskey tax protests, you now that was that was just the Constitution being constitutional because right. it is constitutional to to lay taxes without any limit. It's constitutional to have the military put down rebellions. Yep. So that was, and like I said, he was one of the largest distillers of whiskey. And the way the tax was written, it was a 25% tax on every gallon produced for the small producers that couldn't afford the the somewhat nominal fee of, or no, nominal annual fee. So if you were large enough to pay the annual fee, it didn't cost a whole lot. But if you were a smaller producer, you couldn't afford to pay that nominal fee. And therefore, you had to do the 25% of each gallon produced. So I'd imagine that the larger producers had absolutely no problem with that because it cut out their competition and made made it more profitable for them. The larger producers like George Washington. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Um, so that sounds like a bit of a scam, but I'll tell you guys what isn't a scam. Uh, they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer. Uh, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast. So it sounds great. Uh, They will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And uh, so be sure to check that out. Go to uh, anchor.fm or download the Anchor app to get started today. Yeah, so um, we have to do that about partway through. Um, So yeah, so... So, uh, so you've got, so, so professor CJ is going to actually be there. Yes. Oh, and cool. I don't, I don't know what his topic is going to be, but he'll be doing a presentation this year. Uh, last year it was about 
uh, being intellectually omni- omnivorous or avoiding intellectual intellectual incest or something like that. Basically, his point was don't go to all the same source for everything. Avoid the confirmation bias that goes along with it. Right, exactly. So it's it's look at things that that are different from what you uh, from what you tend to believe. So if, if you want to, uh, if you were an Austrian economist, there's there's nothing wrong with reading uh, Keynesian economics. So if, if somebody like, uh, oh, what's his name? I think Glenn Hubbard. Uh, there, there's a couple of Keynesian economists that are supposedly not too bad. Uh, but I mean, like uh, with them, yeah, there's nothing wrong with reading them. You don't have to accept it as holy writ. And if if you hear something that's challenging to what your beliefs are, you now if if you get bothered by it, then you have to question how good your beliefs are. That's the thing. I I've been embracing stoicism the last uh, the last year or so to uh, to try to be more mindful and stuff like that. And it's been really cool to let go of my how do i word it so a lot of people and i was one of them you you find something that you really strongly believe in and your being right about that becomes part of almost like your your how you see yourself in terms of your self-worth and so when you debate it with people you're not just debating that subject you're debating how right you are and how therefore how smart and really intelligent you are about it and that feeds so much bias because now you're actively looking for things that, that feed the bias that you're right. And you actively push away things that say, well, maybe you're wrong about that. And it allows you to, and that's how people get kind of, you know, caught up in these belief systems. And then they'll, they'll often when they change beliefs, something really hits them hard and they change, they go right back to, you know, they go from being a, you know, uh, I see it a lot with, you know, libertarians, they'll, They'll become conservatives or they were conservatives or progressives or whatever. Then they become libertarian and then they just get, you know, sucked into that. That's now, you know, now and their specific brand of libertarianism, whether it's minarchism or anarchism or mutualism or whatever it is, they get sucked into that. And they're like, you know, well, no, this is right. And and it's been very freeing the last you know year or so that when I find things that challenge my beliefs, I actively am like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Let me find out so I can, you know, so I can be right about it or be closer to right about it. So um, that's really cool that he's doing that. And um, we actually talked about him a lot, a lot on the first episode that we that we don't talk about. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we talked about him. Uh, Shiloh Larch has commented. Uh, she apparently is a Paul Gordon fan. Uh, she said, just fast forward to the Paul Gordon part. And then later she said, I heard Paul Gordon uses anchor.fm. And I don't know if yeah. that's true. So, yeah. Block and report her. <laughs> Blocked and reported. Um, so is there going to be an ongoing battle in the Bacon Wars at the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival, or is there is there a, 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 a an armistice that's been called uh, so that people can enjoy the day? Well, much like the Christmas truce during World War One, uh, Paul and I call a ceasefire. Now, he okay, does good. come over to the assault kitchen, and all the bacon that's prepared over there is fried. And he eats the fried bacon. And I tell you what, he he has a very contented look upon his face as he eats the fried bacon. Uh, oh, wow. Dare I say, dare I say he looks like he's climaxing. Wow. That's yeah. that's a mental he, image um, that I needed in this moment. But uh, I also 
is there footage of this? Because, you know, that could blow apart. He has, I mean, he's built up a pretty solid brand of being the, the uh, you know, the bacon baker. Um, so to, to see him eating fried bacon or frying, if you will, uh, and, uh, and, and enjoying it, that could be kind of scandalous, no? It could. And I'm pretty sure I'm, there, there may be some video footage. I, I'm pretty sure there's some audio footage of it, too, of him talking about it. So I, I think he described it as like a, like a pork orgasm in his mouth. Don't Again, quote me on that. I, an, might, be, another, I, might, I, I might have the punctuation wrong. Image. Just another a, a series of really positive mental images with all of that. So thank you, Shiloh, <laughs> for, for starting that conversation. Um, so that's cool. So the, so the, uh, it starts, is it what, June 9th that it starts this year? It's it's Thursday, June 20th. So it starts at some <laughs> sometime in the morning. <laughs> totally, the roughest, un, totally unprepared. This is the <laughs> roughest show I've done since the time that I had to flee a hurricane and then I got back and it was flooding and, and I, I did that show too. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, so wow. go ahead. So June 20th. June 20th and it ends on Monday, June 24th and Monday, Monday morning is a, is a tear down, put your stuff away and go home day. But there, there is one event on that morning. I do what's called final breakfast. So it's a big giant group breakfast and I prepare food for everybody that's still going to be there on Monday morning. And there's usually a pretty good sized crowd that's there. So people will donate leftover potatoes, bacon, eggs, stuff like that. And, and I'll whip it all up. Uh, I, I have a, I think it's a four, four gallon cast iron Dutch oven. So oh, wow. it's six. Yeah. It's a 16 inch diameter and it's, it's the largest one that I've seen sold. You know, I mean, outside of maybe something that you need like a, a gang of illegal immigrants to move around for you. But anyway, so I I fill that thing up with hash browns and and I just do bunches and bunches and bunches of eggs and and I fry up bacon and sausage, whatever's there. And you would think that that would be enough, but wait, there's more. So we set up the table to where everybody can go through the little buffet line. And last year was really nice because when I went to go put all the stuff over there, there was no room and I had to move stuff around because people brought all this leftover fruit and stuff. So I, there were strawberries and, and, and cherries and bananas. I just all this different fruit cut up, ready to go. And it was it was pretty awesome. You know, it sounds awesome. People will bring over bagels and I just all this stuff that they have left over. As a matter of fact, some of the people that leave on Sunday will drop stuff off on Sunday night saying, here, here's for final breakfast. Uh, th- there was a vegetarian. She stayed, and she, she doesn't eat any meat, and, and er- everything's got me because I, I I even fry the hash browns in bacon grease. But she donated a couple bags of potatoes, so it's this big giant voluntary thing. Nice, that's really cool. And there was wasn't there a wedding there one year, or was that just like a gimmicky thing? I thought I saw pictures of a wedding. There were two weddings. Oh wow. Yeah. So James Weeks, the stripping libertarian, uh, officiated one wedding. And then uh, they, they, that couple wound up having another wedding after that. So I don't know if they were, had a second one for actual family and stuff or, yeah, or what. And, and or that, legal reasons. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I think James is, is an ordained minister. He, oh, he is he? Up, yeah. yeah he, oh, okay. He, he, 
Yeah, I think he got ordained out of the back of Rolling Stone magazine or something. <laughs> like I was going to say, but, the, the Cracker Jack Church of, of, of uh, go ahead. Pastafarians. Yeah, pa- yeah like Pastafarian, yeah. But, but anyway. Uh, Cthulhu, then, the Church of Cthulhu. Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Yeah, so anyway, uh, there, there's another couple that got married, and, and that was their actual wedding. Hmm. And uh, Shannon, uh, one of our friends, she officiated that because she's she's an actual ordained minister also i think a little bit more than like out of the back of a rolling stone magazine or right off of some cd corner of the internet right so anyway but yes so weddings now let's see who else we have there for for uh speakers at this time uh excuse me i'm having coughing fits i've been sick for like three months Oh no. So anyway, uh on Friday we got Paul Rosenberg. I'm not sure who that is. If it's uh if it's the crypto hippie Paul Rosenberg, I'm gonna be super excited about that. I've heard I've heard a couple of interviews with him. Uh Ben Stone had interviewed him on uh the Bad Quaker podcast. So I'm hoping it's the same guy. Cool. And then let's see, Saturday uh, Larry Ludlow, CJ, Stephen Wave, how to travel safe, how to travel freely. Uh, I don't, I don't know too much about that. Uh, let's see, uh, Shane Radliff from the Vanu podcast and Liberty Under Attack. Uh, Brett Vanat will be doing a presentation. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely destroy this name. Ole Petter Hoey. He is our Norwegian. Uh, game developer who lives in Indonesia. So if somebody lives like eight hours away and they say that's too far to go, Ole comes in from from uh, Indonesia. This Indonesia. Will be a time. Yeah, this will be a third time. So uh, when when you say that you can't drive five hours to get there, uh, I'm not sympathetic. Oh, I couldn't possibly get there. I'm in Chicago. Well, you're not. Indonesia is pretty much exactly halfway around the world now. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then John John Vibes will, will be there, and he's doing something with Ole. Uh, but John Vibes, he's a writer for the Free Thought Project. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Nick Hazelton, my young apprentice. So Nick Nick Hazelton, I've known him on Facebook since he was like fourteen or something like that. And his big thing is he dropped out of school to make something of himself. And his his dad was like the superintendent or the the dean of the charter school that he was in. Right. So it <laughs> so I, that that's gotta that's gotta be a little bit awkward, but yeah, uh, he just he just didn't feel like he was getting anything out of school and he wanted to he wanted to raise yaks. And so he dropped out of, he wound up dropping out of school eventually and He's got a yak farm and he's doing his thing out there and and he he's happy with what he's doing. He's enjoying himself. A a yak farm. Yeah. I'm familiar with a yak. What precisely is it the f- yak fur or yak meat? What all of both? it. All of it. Oh, okay. And and the thing the thing is the the yak meat is not regulated because it's uh it's like a specialty meat or something like that oh okay so it's, not, so it's not regulated like cow and all that stuff but yeah the fur is valuable the meat is valuable you could probably even get uh yak milk. Even, yeah yeah he does a yak milk too 
So I, I don't know if he can sell that, but anyway. So I, he, he he doesn't have a top Probably hat not. and a monocle. He doesn't have a top hat and a monocle yet, so he, right. he's not having that kind of success. But he's happy. He's having happiness success. Hey, listen, if you can, if you can etch out a living doing what you love, especially if it involves yaks or yeah. alpacas or something like that. I'd say all, you know, more power to you. I remember we were driving somewhere and we stopped at a, uh, at like a, a stop to get food or whatever in like Pennsylvania. And this guy pulled up with a trailer full of alpacas and they were all just chilling out in the trailer. And, uh, he had, it was a guy he had quit his job. He'd worked some kind of nine to five and he, he quit it and started farming alpacas and he was making, I mean, he had a new truck. So, I mean, he made enough money to get a new truck, but he was, more importantly, he was super, I was like, because I was just so curious. I was like, so are you like, you're enjoying, like, is this fun? He's like, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. He's like, it's like having 20 pets that I make money off of. I'm like, okay. Because I, I have pets and don't make any money off of them. So I can absolutely, uh, I, uh, I I think it's cool. So if this guy's doing good on yaks, then, then uh, that's awesome. Good for him. So, um so okay, so if people want to check out the the if people want to register for the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest, they go to mplfest.org and uh, that is correct. Mike okay. Papa Lima org. And you guys you take Bitcoin, right? Or or there was one year you took Bitcoin? Uh they've taken Bitcoin every year. I don't know that they're taking it this year. I can't see why they wouldn't. Right. Very cool. So uh Lou, thank you again for for joining us. My back is letting me know that it's it's time to to wrap things up. Um, but uh, uh, before I let you go, um, is there any other final thoughts? Anything you want to say uh, that you, we, you didn't get a chance to say already? Uh, anything else that you want to promote, like your show or anything else? Uh, Lou Sander, the floor is yours. All right. So if you want to hear my old stuff on Freedom Fiends, you can hear my evolution from a brand new radio show host up to when we finally ended it uh freedomfiends.com my stuff like i said i'm the absentee landlord of the lou sander show at lou i should have some new material coming out real soon because i have some interviews from the last fest and and some other stuff that i want to start knocking out a little bit quicker and i've picked up some little technological things so i should be able to do this a, a little bit quicker and, and start getting those out there and there's some really good stuff in there i've got an interview with Scott Horton to release. Uh, I think the next one is going to be Ben Stone from a couple of years ago. And yeah. Oh, the, the one with CJ, cause we recorded one in the middle of the night after a couple of beverages. So that's going to be called the drunken history podcast. Nice. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it yet. So I don't know how good or how bad it is. <laughs> it but, might be terrible or it might be the best thing you've ever done. And it, it's probably not one or the other. It's probably not somewhere in between. It's probably like either it's horrible or amazing so um cool. or maybe so, both yeah or maybe or, yeah both. maybe the, maybe the best or worst at the same time you might laugh and cry at the same time um so yeah lucandershow.com mplfest.org um and we'll have those uh, in the show notes and um so again uh, lou thank you again next time i have you on i will actually it have is your right oh your no d- see perfect example <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I will, um, next time I will have, uh, actually done some stuff so that it it will be a little bit less rough than this one. But again, thank you uh, for joining me. Stick around. We're going to talk during the, uh, during the outro guys. 
Thank you again. Oh, and also, I'm sorry for my squeaky chair. I don't know if anyone else can hear that, but it's been annoying me all day. So this has just been a fun show. We're going to say that we wasn't a, this, this wasn't a real 36th episode. Uh, th- th- this is real fast. If you don't fast, you can't complain. Fair enough. I don't know what that Fair. means, but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go with that. You can't you, you can't complain about this. So, guys, thank you again for joining me. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow night for the uh, writers' block, where uh, Matt Wright will have my former arch enemy and now good friend Shane Sweeney on to talk, presumably about how much he loves me now, um, and maybe some like libertarian stuff as well uh shane is with the south carolina libertarian party and is just an awesome guy so be sure to check that out uh the writer's block uh we will not be having an episode of um mr america the bearded truth this friday this will be an actual sabbatical on the sabbath no less and uh have a great weekend uh we will i I believe also not be having an episode of mr america the bearded truth with jason lyon on monday either i think he will be back the following friday uh but then be sure that uh the next day uh this coming tuesday to tune in to see me and matt on the muddy waters of freedom where we cheerfully parse through the week's news with our special our special flair that we add to it and uh and then uh next wednesday be sure to tune in to my fellow americans I don't even know who my guest is, but I guarantee you it'll be great. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us, and, uh, and God bless you.